What's up, classmates? Today's podcast episode is a class discussion recorded March 31st on Instagram Live with Sully Breaks. Sully is a spoken word poet based in London, UK. He's spoken on several stages around the world, including a few TED Talks. Sully is best known for his 2012 video that reached over 9 million views on YouTube called Why I Hate School But Love Education. That same video four years ago, I watched it on YouTube and it changed my whole perspective on life. The video sparked a flame in me. I finally felt like I wasn't alone and that there was other alternative paths that I could pursue. I eventually decided to leave school and focus on my own projects, which eventually led me to create my first No Diploma t-shirt. And soon enough, it turned into a brand. And here we are four years later on Class Discussion with Sully Breaks. It's honestly amazing to see this come full circle. I had a great discussion with Sully. We spoke about his background story, how he propelled his career, and where he's heading now. This is a great episode for any content creators, poets, YouTubers. Sully shared a lot of wisdom, a lot of knowledge. So tune in, guys. Make sure you're safe. Stay creative. Much love. Peace. My man. Yo, bro, what's good, man? What's happening, bro? I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. How are you living? Um, I'm living good, bro. It's beautiful outside right now in Montreal, Canada. Oh, yeah? Oh, how's the weather? The weather's beautiful, man. Yeah, it's nice and sunny. Yeah, so it feels good in a a day where you're just isolated at home. You know, you can at least step outside a bit and and get some fresh air. Enjoy this. Yeah, I feel you, you, bro. Yeah. How's everything with you, bro? It's, It's nice to reconnect. Oh no, pleasure's all mine, man. I'm I'm good, bro. I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. outside of the situation that's happening right now, um, I'm healthy. You know, my family's healthy. Good. I don't have much to complain about. Do you get what I'm saying? So yeah, that, that that's a good outcome. That's beautiful, bro. Yeah, I was uh, I was just revisiting some some old tweets the other day of 2016 when I uh, had reached out to you and said how much you inspire me. And yeah, uh, it was just a, a pivotal point in my life where I had watched one of your videos why i hate school but love education yeah. and uh just a good timing in, in my in my journey where i kind of i had the inner dialogue to to believe in myself but the outer dialogue kept coming in and i kept yeah uh inflicted with that so uh when i watched that video kind of helped me with you know my, my decisions and and kind of just helped me um just actually motivated me to use my own voice in, into my own medium which is clothing which mm-hmm. is what i use to tell my stories you know so uh yeah salute to so, you bro man. we're here no, four I see years it, later man. yeah yeah four so, years later boy it's been it's been, it's been it. some time man yeah so just wanted to you know appreciate that that moment and uh basically what we've been doing with these chats is just basically get, getting to know people and um uh, and just what you guys are up to and obviously uh, uh being a fan and maybe some people from our community might not know you so if you want to just introduce yourself like who you are what you do uh just to start off um okay so my name's Sully Breaks and I'm a writer um slash poet I think that's what I'm most popularly known for and I think I was managed to build like quite a substantial audience digitally mm-hmm. via YouTube and that community kind of grew and it introduced me to a lot of people which helped me um pursue my more entrepreneurial endeavors and you know and I've just been expanding and growing from there as an artist slash you know, an um, entrepreneur in the same way, trying to build, but the art always being the passion and the driving force behind mm. everything that I do. It's beautiful, man. And and just being someone that's been watching your videos on YouTube, I've never had really like a backstory of like how you all, like how you started. 
So I yeah. want to know maybe a bit about like when was the first time you picked up the pen and wrote a poem, or when was the first time that you kind of got into this art form? It was it was over ten years ago now. It was two thousand and eight. Yeah. Two thousand eight right. was really the first time I stepped on stage to kind of perform something, you know. And it was it was more kind of like a passion driven venture. But then the response was like, "Whoa, this is really cool." So then I started getting invited to different places, you know. And then that I was in university at the time, so right. it was only when it was only when I graduated and I was trying to find my way in the world, and I discovered YouTube as a platform. And then you know, it was just grinding on YouTube, trying to build on YouTube, and then eventually, you know, finding that breakthrough, a couple breakthrough moments, you know what I mean, that eventually yeah. allowed it to become, like, a, a, a career, you know, or business, or, you know, full-time. And and, and you, that was 2012. So, 20, yeah. You started performing before making the YouTube videos. Yeah, 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 way before. Wow, so, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, so maybe, like, okay. two, two, three, two, three years before, maybe. That's crazy. Yeah, and, uh, and so the YouTube journey kind of just made more ears listen to you and just kind of get like, what was the initial point where you made those videos about school? Was it after you after you graduated? Yeah, way after, way afterwards. Right. It was kind of like because I had a perspective then, you know. what I mean, right. I had perspective right. You went on through what, it. Yeah, I went through it and I had perspective that I think that's why it artic it resonates so much because I was able to articulate the experience from a from a first first person perspective you know what i mean and what did you study in school law law okay no yeah. way you, went, you graduated and everything you went through the whole uh yeah process. i mean but with yeah. law the graduation is just the first part there's so much more stuff you have to do afterwards afterwards yeah. yeah so i just graduated and it was like this is not for me you know i just want to do something else so that was where the pursuit of other stuff ventures became more tangible you know and how did the video come about like, what was that time in your life where you're just, because I know it's a, it's a while ago, but just to tap back into that that time. Um, I was really, so one of the reasons I went online was because I wanted to connect with people that are like my demographic, you know, young people from certain backgrounds, you know, and people that have maybe like gone through the education system. So that was always mm -hmm. like a motivation behind what I was creating. And I, I decided to develop that audience on YouTube, sort of me responding to the audience and the people that resonated the most with my content. And then it was like, right. oh, cool. yeah, so that was just one of many pieces of that. But that was the whole, that was the whole context of my conversation, you know, like empower yourself, educate yourself, but also be creative and be artistic and, and find, you know, what your contribution to the world. Yeah, that's beautiful, man. Like, uh, I guess that comes also with experience in your life and then you just kind of use your voice to, was that always a, uh, an initiative that you had in your mind that you wanted to use your voice to, to speak and use poetry as a way to express yourself yeah i think i had to man because at that time yeah. it was like i was going through a lot of like shitty situation in terms of like i didn't have no money i was working like a lot of crap jobs and it was kind of like man i went through all this time in school it felt like a waste of time just to come out and be in this situation so that that was what that so that was what um that that I was like I need to spread this message you know I mean I need to enlighten people educate people so they can mm. make better decisions in some way you know yeah and and then then you went on to do some TED talks as well that that must have been a big a big jump for you as well yeah that was massive man because oh. at the time TED TED was huge at the time you know what I mean 
I mean, it's still huge, yeah. but it was like very, very like. I mean, even stepping on the stage was like super. Like this is Ted, you know. So That's crazy. That yeah. was yeah. The first one was bro. Yeah, you're taking me back now. The first one. Was, yeah. yeah big. <laughs> yeah, man. I rewatched some of them in, in the last couple of days, and yes, man, just uh, just your confidence too, bro. Like when you take the stage, like, is there any advice for for people that you know have stage fright or? Like, how did you kind of, was that like a fear of yours at one point or were you just always comfortable with, with an audience? Um, I think over the years growing up, I, I, I've started to develop that confidence from a young age, you know, from a young age. Right. I've, started, I've always been a kind of open kind of speaker person, you know, like when we, um, when we finished secondary school, which is like your equivalent of high school, um, like I, I was the person that spoke for my class, like, do you get what I'm saying? So right. it wasn't like... So it's something I've done, but I think when it comes to speaking on stage, when it comes to advice, I think the more you do it, it's one of those things that you have to learn through. You can't You're practice doing. enough for it. You have to keep on doing it. Mm. And, and with smaller audiences, it's harder. But once you do smaller audiences, the big ones are like so much easier. Yeah. So you have to keep on doing it. I've had my first one uh, last year. So it was, a, it was a big challenge to overcome just, uh, yeah. just because... It's always been a fear of mine, but I had to do it just to, to go through it and to learn. And I feel more confident going into the next one, whatever opportunity comes by. But yeah, it's definitely by doing, like you said, like you mentioned. And yeah, um, I see a couple of people in the comments. What's up, yeah, people? What's up, man? Guys? Yeah, what's, what's up, guys? Yeah, what's up, you guys? Cool, man. Yeah, we'll do, definitely do a Q&A in a, in a bit. Uh, yeah, I want cool, to go man. over some, just some points like um, your whole Not A Role Model tour that you did. Yeah. Like, touring around like what was that like it was dope man it was dope because yeah. it was all kind of like self was that your first tour? um the first one i've i've done like on my own back like right. with my own money my own making the relationships you know what i mean so it was dope because it was like it was just an initiative that we put together you know my friends and people that support me and just to go from city to city and see that whoa this this is manifesting. It was really cool, man. You know, some yeah. events were small, some were bigger, but it was like, I think the biggest part of it was that we just put this together ourselves, you know what I mean? So it was like a testament to the fact that, like, we're competent, you know what I mean? And it helped me a lot in business going forward that, you know, we're competent enough to, to be able to, and we have enough experience to create the same things that bigger corporations, or uh. other companies, you know, other people have been, have been like, have been conducting, you know? So that was cool, it was cool. Because you guys did it yourselves, yeah. From, from it did it, yeah. It was, yeah, so it was, it was dope. It was hard, but it was like, wow, like, you just, you just need competent people, a vision, and you just got, like, direct, both, all of you, like, just directly head towards it, you know what I mean? And uh, where did you go? You went, like, worldwide with that one, eh? Like, you nah, 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 that wasn't worldwide. No? Nah, I would have, uh, going worldwide by myself, that would have been a headache. Yeah. Like, so I've, I've, I mean, I've been around the world before. I know you that did was the 80 day, the 80 day thing too, right? Before that? Yeah, and that wasn't a performance tour necessarily. That We did oh, that okay. as well, but that wasn't a performance tour. That was more just like network, a creative inspiration. Yeah, networking right. kind of tour. Yeah. Mm. Man, so, it's, cra it's crazy how the, all these opportunities kind of came to fruition, like after, like just those, I guess those videos, right? Yeah, crazy, man. Super crazy, you know? And you just find that I don't know a lot of I've been very fortunate enough to meet a lot of people who've been willing to help me, you know, in some capacity on my journey. Yeah. What what have been like some of your I don't know favorite accomplishments or best moments so far, if you could look back. Or maybe the turning point. I want to talk about like 
like the day that like the first video hit like was that like how did that feel and like what was in like what was running in your mind you know back then that was crazy because that was the week before that video uploaded i got fired from my job so um i'd been on youtube and i'd been uploading videos on youtube and one of the videos was about the company i was working with and some i, I made it months before but somehow um one of the managers got hold of it and they called me into the office and they were like okay is this you in the video and i was like uh, no but you know that shit so then they was like okay we're gonna have to suspend you so i'm suspended and it's suspended pending a week of like you come in and then they're, they're officially gonna fire you but they can't do it on the spot right right so so i got suspended and i've just been fired so i don't have any job i don't have like this is my last paycheck and then i was at home and i had that video on youtube so i normally upload quite consistently but i went to record that video with, with my friend kevin and my director i used to work with kevin and we recorded the video first time we were supposed to put it out ages ago but he came back to me and was like yo this video is not good enough we need to go back and do it again so we went back and shot it again so we hadn't released the video yet so when i was on holiday when i was, I was suspended for the week i was like oh you know what fuck it i'm just gonna upload this video which video so was that? The Wyatt, the education one, the first education. Right. Yeah. Okay. So I, I, so I uploaded that. Even thinking back now, it's crazy. So I uploaded that video. And then it just started going up. It just started going up. Like it was like, so I remember going into the meeting where they were going to fire me. And I went into, and, but I remember someone coming up to me, um, a guy called Dean. And he was like, what are you going to do now that you're fired? And I was like to him, oh, um, I, you know, I'll do some stuff on YouTube. We'll see how that goes. And I remember him saying to me, oh, let me check out your YouTube. And he comes up to me and he goes, whoa, you got 250,000 views. That's crazy. And I was just thinking, <laughs> oh, shit, that video's taking off, you know? You I mean? didn't even know. Well, <laughs> yeah, I, I was watching it, but I was just thinking, shit, this is taking off quite fast, you know, because this was like in a short amount of time. Do you get what I'm saying? Crazy. So, so I'll go back into the meeting. By the end, by the end of the, the week, the following week, that's when it had like 2 million views, you know what I mean? And that <laughs> shit was like, whoa. And this is 2 million views back then was like getting like 20 million views now you know yeah, what i mean yeah, yeah, yeah. so it's like everyone had seen the video and it was like i was getting messages from everywhere and, and I, at that point it was at my lowest point it wasn't my lowest point but it was like from a like stability perspective it was a low point but from an opportunity perspective it was like i could actually make something of this so it was like i remember um i was trying to figure out do i go and get another job I'm gonna go see a lawyer, they can't fire me like this. And I remember in that process, I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna go fuck it. Let me see how, how I'm... cause I got a bit of money from the video going viral. Right. So I was like, you know what? Let me see how long this will last me, which is probably like two months. It wasn't a lot of money, do you get what I'm saying? I was yeah. like, let me see what I could do with this little bit of money. And then we dropped another video, which was like, it went like semi, semi kind of viral. It was cool, American Dream, one of my favorite videos. And which like, one was it? Was it the one? Uh, was it the one after the education one, like the second education one? No, nah, no, nah, it wasn't that no. one. It was one when I'm in a suit and I'm in an office. Okay. And I'm yeah, talking yeah. about like getting a job and a career. So at that time, I filmed that one. And I remember filming that. And we shot that video. I spent the money making that video. And that video, we thought, oh, this is going to go viral. This is going to be it. And it kind of just went lukewarm, you know what I mean? So I was like, oh, shit. And <laughs> then, and then after that, I mean, but in between then, I was getting a lot of opportunities. You know, the other video was still a bit viral. So it was like, I can stretch this a bit longer. And maybe like two months, so April, three months later, that's when I dropped the last education video. And that right. was just like, 
the rest is history. That, that one just went crazy. Man. And that was just like, that it. How, how much like content were you creating back then? Like you were consistent and you were on your grind. Like for any YouTubers today, like any advice? Don't stop. Right now you can't stop. I mean, yeah. then times I, I was in once every two weeks, which as, as to, I mean, me having a full-time job, you know, working grave shifts, all that stuff. It was a good, it was a good output. But I mean, now and days you can't get away. You've got to do a lot more than that. Do you see yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah got to do, but you, I, I was consistent. I was very, very consistent. I was consistent for about a year and a half, man. Right. That's crazy, man. And uh, I know at one point you took a break from social media for a bit. Yeah. You want to talk about like what was kind of that transition? I mean, I've taken a couple of breaks, but the first, the most recent one, because I had my son. That was literally it. You Your know son? Saying? Yeah, I had a son. Yeah, oh, yeah no I had way. my son. Congrats, yeah, man. yeah, yeah. A lot of people don't That's know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that was really the the main reason for that yeah. break because it, I couldn't focus on anything else. You know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? For sure. Like I couldn't focus on anything, and then at the same time, yeah, the rest of the world felt smaller, and I was like, you know what? Let me take time to appreciate this, and mm -hmm. and and you know, what I mean, I mean, yeah. So that 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 was the reason for that break. You know, and I always wonder, should I have taken a break? Maybe I should just carry on because some people don't. But for me, I was just like, I appreciate having the time with my son. Do you get what I'm saying? That's it. And it, it only allows you to grow too. And then you could come back with, you know, new new experiences, new new material. Exactly. But I would yeah. advise most people to take a break though. Like taking a break and you got to come back is a hard thing to try and do. Do you understand what I'm saying? I mean, I'm fortunate enough that like I can have patience because I have lots of things that are like going well for me. Do you understand? Some mm -hmm. people may not have that same, like, flexibility or, like, opportunities or relationships or networks, you know what I mean? Right. Because you, you do more than just poetry, too, right? You have other, like, business uh, ventures that you're doing or partnerships? Yeah, different ways, right. man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So different, different things that are, like, different, like, different opportunities, working nice. with different artists, things like that, you know what I mean? That's nice, nice. And, uh, yeah, how, how's the quarantine experience been, bro, in the last uh, couple weeks? Oh, it's, it's a thing. You know, the thing is, yeah, like, I'm this, like, until I had my son, this was very normal to me to be at home, like, right. consistently. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, yeah. it's like when you, when I was, I mean, when I was grinding on my stuff, I was just at home all the time. Like, up until like a year ago, before I'd taken to nursery and stuff, I was just at home all the time. You know what I mean? So right. it's, it's a bit more restrictive in the sense that I can't go to places to get other creative influences. Like, sometimes I like to bounce to other people. But at the same time, it's like, I'm not, I'm not, I mean, I moved into a new house recently, so it's kind of, but I've got a little office here, so it's cool. But I mean, um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not that opposed to being at home. The only mm -hmm. thing is the family aspect, you know what I mean? I'm mm -hmm. a very family yeah. oriented, like my mum, I can't go and see her just because she's, uh, her and my sister, they're a bit more vulnerable. So it's like the situation is a bit like, I don't want to go there or carry anything, you know what I mean? I'm fine. Yeah. But I don't yeah, know yeah. their situation. You know, I can't connect to people I care about. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's what's really that's hard. There, from a creative standpoint, I'm 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 putting my head down, trying to be focused, productive. Yeah. But you know, I've got my my wife and my son here. But from a like proper like emotional perspective, there's people I really want to connect yes. with. Yeah, like it's sure, driving yeah. me mad that I can't go and see them. You know what I mean? That's the yeah. one we talk every day, but you know, it's not the same. Not the same, yeah, hundred percent. I've been seeing you too doing the the whole poetry slam thing. That's been super cool, bro. Just to to take that form of art and put it on Instagram Live. Like, I feel like as creators right now, it's a good time to for us to adapt and yeah. uh, our approach to things, and I, it forces us to 
create different scenarios and different things. And I've seen that go, yeah, very well, man. That's super cool. Giving a platform for people to, to you know, speak. Oh, I'm enjoying it, man. I'm enjoying it. How, how are you adapting though? How are you finding the whole situation? Same, man, same thing, like uh, just on my grind as well. So it's just, I've been working at home every day for the last few years, you know? Yeah, so yeah. I'm used so to just know. being at home. I don't really go out much uh, to see maybe friends once a week. But it's very like this is where I live, this is where I work, so I just stay here, you know. But uh, yeah. in terms of family, like the same thing, like like that you mentioned too. It's just my I'm two three hours away from my family, so oh, already shit. having that challenge of seeing them, and now it's like oh I can't really see them now too. So it's just you know uh, trying to build that connection, and uh, you know hopefully hopefully it gets better soon, you know. But um, yeah, just focusing on the art right now, just approaching things differently. Yeah. Yo, bro. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm here. Yeah. Yeah, but um, yeah, man, just it's good in a way too, cause I this I'm never I'm never been used to being in front of a camera before. This is all new to me. Oh really? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. So having like a clothing brand, like you probably know, like a lot of clothing brands don't really put a face to the brand unless they are the face of the brand. And Notapoma yeah. is like a brand, and I'm kind of behind it. And so this kind of pushed me to step forward and and put my face out there and kind of speak. And so this is a new experience for me. So in the last Two weeks, we've recorded like 10, 10 to 12 uh, different class discussions with different people that inspire us from artists, musicians, entrepreneurs. So I think it's just been a good experience so far, bro. Just a lot of growth in this. Yeah, uh, it's a good experience. learning curve, man. Yeah, That's dope, good man. learning. That's dope. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, man. And uh, yeah, I just wanted to know, like, in terms of like your vision, like long term vision, what's what's what what are things looking like in your mind? Um, so before the whole quarantine, I can't really say too much about um, some of the stuff, but I had like a ma It's basically about, you see, I'm building a platform online. It's more about extending that on like a more like scalable level. Do you get what I'm saying? So if the quarantine hadn't happened, there was a couple of things that I would have announced right. that would be like specifically like beneficial to a lot of like artists who started in the same position as me, the same space, you know what I mean? Which is mm -hmm. cool. I'm just thinking about how to adapt that at the moment until we're after quarantine. So right. That's really a lot of my focus. And then I'm creating some a lot of digital kind of like platforms in the same way that create opportunities for artists. Mm -hmm. nice. You know what I mean? So just trying to identify where the gaps are missing in the market. And, you know, fortunately, I, there's a lot of like entrepreneurs and, and people who've built businesses that I'm working with at the moment who are helping me Amazing. through that process. But it's really about building something so we not just me but a lot of like creatives can take their art to scale or at least right. take it to another level so really that's what i'm just working on but nice yeah but at the same time as well i'm still working on my own stuff you know i think i've started to have a bit more patience with my own creative process you know what i mean i don't see the need to kind of like force stuff out there you know what i mean i think you can create value by make by making stuff that's impactful not necessarily always having to be like okay I need to put this out there right now. Do you get what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. yeah. Take the time with it. Live with it a bit. Yeah. Yeah. And some, you know, you know, and see where it's going. You know, I mean, I'm never one for like just going quiet, but it's like just see where you're going with it. Have a long term, you know. And what's what's your like writing process like? Do you do you always write, or is it kind of like day by day, kind of going with the flow of things? When something kind of hits you, you you feel like the inspiration to write. So I'm so I'm writing every day, but I'm not always writing creatively in that sense. Right. So I've got different ways I like to write. I write lots of different styles, lots of different stuff. So 80% of the stuff I write never gets put out. 
So it's never like I buy it every day, but it's not something that people would recognize as, oh, this is what Sully's working on. It might be completely, you know, so I do write every day, but it just takes so many different forms and right. shapes. You know, sometimes I write like in a little paragraph. Sometimes I write in a few lines to see how that looks. Sometimes I write something, record it. But you know what I mean? So I'm always writing. Yeah, I don't stop writing, right. to be honest. Yeah. And I know, I know you dove into music at one point. Are you still making music these days too? Um, yeah, I, I am, but none, nothing that's like, it's, it's, it's more, it's still poet, more poetry word based. So nothing, right. I've worked, like, I've worked on lots of stuff, like same way I've worked on lots of stuff, but nothing that's like, this is it. Do you get what I'm saying? Right. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, I'm yeah. always working. So, I mean, I might look at something I made today, a week from now and be like, no, nah, this actually is it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do so you I'm, have I'm, like, before going into the Q and A, I wanted to ask if you had any early influences in terms of people or maybe some books you read before getting your mind right and your mindset? Yeah, for me, um, I think I've always had a strong business influence. So for me, it's always been, mm -hmm. when it came to lyrical slash business, before he was a billionaire, it was Jay-Z, you know what I mean? For me, that was mm -hmm. a big influence on the hustle and how you make sure. the art. That's why independence was such a big thing for me as well. How do I make an independent, sustainable platform? Mm -hmm. And then I think after that, it was um, Rich Dad Poor Dad as a book, you know what I mean? Just because it which, flipped which the way I do. Rich Dad Poor Dad. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Because it flipped the way I looked at education and the way I looked at, like, the world completely, you know what I'm saying? Right. And then from a spiritual yeah. level, it was, yeah, from a spiritual level. Like, these books are really popular now, but when I read them, like, there wasn't everybody raving about them, you know what I mean? Yeah, so then yeah, it's yeah. like, the Alchemist is another book, you know what I mean? And The 48 Laws of Power is another book. So I read all these books at the time between me and my community, but now they're like, they've always been like cult, cult classics, but in my community, people didn't really know about them. So these right. were like big books that I read at the time. And yeah, that, that definitely has an influence on you, especially like just when you're not exposed to that type of thinking, you know, and then you get, you get into that type of thinking and, and just kind of shift your, your thought patterns. Yeah, I read so much, man. I had to because that I realized yeah. that oh, this is self education. I think one skill everyone should learn is how to self educate themselves. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that was my first step of self education. And I was like, okay, this is what this taught me. What can this teach me? What right. can that teach me? You know what I'm saying? And then you get more hungry and curious to yeah. Bro, I just became a student of everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think I was like, oh shit, this is how you learn. So I just even to this day, I just study things like religiously you know what i mean i study theories i study concepts you know i study like just go online it's just i just like that you know what i mean at the tip of our fingers man yeah 100 yeah. have you ever thought of uh writing your own book one day yeah i mean i've written a couple that's the thing but i've yeah? never put them out yeah yeah i've written, I've right. written a few okay. so, so one of them will come out eventually just don't know which one do you get what i'm saying uh, but I've, yeah but I've ready. Been, yeah, so yeah ready. bro I'm, yeah i've got a lot of stuff man always working bro that's beautiful bro all right man let's let's dive into some some questions if anyone has some questions for sully i had uh i had one that i had from someone just pull it up so um mick meanie she said how am i supposed to chase my dreams without support or schooling well um I think when you, whenever you start something, initially, when you have a vision, it's, it's your vision. So even some of the biggest ideas that we see now, the person started by themselves, you know what I mean? But I think one skill that a lot of people don't have is we don't learn how to sell our idea to people or pitch mm -hmm. our idea to people. 
Do you get what I'm saying? So I think if you want to get support and you feel like you need support, you need to figure out how to sell your idea to people. Like not just people, like not just like investors, but friends and family and get them to buy into that vision. But 80% of the time, you're going to have to start it by yourself. It's a long road. I mean, you could, you probably know, bro, you know what I'm saying? Oh, it's sure. a long yeah. road. It's, mm-hmm. it's a tiresome road, but you're going to have to start a lot of it by yourself. Um, in relation to, so that's not, you're not in a unique situation. The reality is that a lot of people have been in that situation and they've overcome it. So just know that you're not alone in that struggle. And then the second one, um, in relation to the question about schooling, it's like, it depends what you want to do. If you become a doctor, yeah, you definitely need schooling. Do you get what I'm saying? But schooling mm-hmm. is a term. It's not an it's not an institution. You kind of get what I'm saying. So you mm-hmm. saying without schooling is kind of like restricting how you're gonna learn stuff because right. you can go online right now and learn everything you need to learn. Do you get what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. in my opinion, unless you have access to like a computer, or internet, or all these things, schooling is always accessible to you. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm, yeah. YouTube University, school life, everything's yeah. Bro, that was what I lived, bro. That was the code <laughs> I lived by. I'm telling you, if YouTube was around when I was 16, I'd be a different beast right now, bro. I would have probably started Facebook or some shit because I lived by that. You know what I mean? Trust. Uh, so, it's the Lying, my guy. what are some practices for getting into writing? Um, practice for getting into writing? Um, depends what kind of writing you want to do, but I think the key things, I read a book by Stephen King called On Writing because I was trying to improve my writing as well. And he said, the most important thing to do is read, read as much as possible. He said, pick reading over going to, I'm, I'm fortunate enough because I've always had a passion for reading anyway, mm. but pick reading over like watching anything on television, all these series, read a lot and then write a lot. You know what I mean? So it's like read as much as you can, but then write as much as you can. And if you were talking about getting writing as a career, then I think you need to find a platform to share your writing, so you not mm. so you can get gain an audience. If you don't have an audience, you have nothing to monetize. So find out what kind of writing you want to do. If you want to do like fiction and story writing, there's like Wattpad. You want to do blog writing, and there's like Medium. If you just want to do like short, short like poetry writing, people do that on Instagram. You know what I mean? So just find out what kind of writing you want to do, and then find a platform for it to get it to an audience. But more importantly, read as much as you can, write as much as you can, and that book by Stephen King on writing is one of my best books I've read when it comes to learning how to write. Um, I also watch masterclasses online about writing and watch writers talk about writing. Man, that's, yeah. Study your craft, people, for sure. Yeah, I do, man. Yeah. Um, there's another one. Biggest life lesson you've learned from a mentor or someone you've met? Um, one of my strongest mentors, um, yeah, um, one of the things he taught me, he taught me, he taught me a lot about business. And I think the biggest life lesson he taught me was about patience. You get what I'm saying? Mm. He just taught me like everything you approach him with. He's like, okay, cool, we got another ten years. Like that's his philosophy towards everything. And this guy's built a lot of successful companies. And his philosophy is always like, oh, we got ten years, yeah, ten years. So no matter what he's working on, he goes, we see how it goes in ten years. Do you know what I'm saying? So if someone's <laughs> got that long term thinking, it's kind of like. Who am I to like expect something to happen in a year or two? So one of the biggest things he taught me was about that Patience. was a life lesson. Patience, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you know, he's going into his fifties now, but he's patient, you get what I'm saying? And then one of the, the biggest um business lessons he taught me was about like 
and maybe I've learned it vicariously, but I think there's a big difference between um like business and like I don't want to say branding because branding's a bad term. But basically yeah. there's a big difference between the, the two, you know. I mean you everyone could know who you are, but that doesn't mean you're gonna be like successful in business, you know what I mean? He showed mm-hmm. me the tangible difference between business and like visibility, you know. I, I learned the very the very thick line between what actual business is and what like a brand is or a persona, you know what I mean? Because we come online and we invest. I mean, I could say on social media, I'm building a business, you know what I mean? But yeah. unless the infrastructure and the processes aren't in the back end to make that a business, I'm just building popularity. I'm building an audience, but it's not even an audience that I have direct access to. I still need to pay Instagram to access all of my audience. You get what I'm right. saying? Yeah. So he really taught me like the tangible difference between what business is, you know what I mean? And what, and, and what people perceive business to be. And patience, man. Yeah, patience is, is timeless, you know, it's infinite. So it's, uh, wow. yeah. And just trusting, uh, I feel, because a lot of time we're always looking for the results, you know, we're always like waiting for the results and you have to just really enjoy the, the, the journey, the process, you know, I feel like that's, I think one of the, one of the chats I heard you say, like, enjoy the, the joy in the process, you know? Yeah. And I think that's, yeah, super important. You have to, bro, because yeah. if you have two um, unrealistic ambitions too early and they don't mm-hmm. manifest, you lose enthusiasm. You know what I mean? Right. You lose inf- enthusiasm in the business and that's the driving force for the business. Mm. You know what I mean? So if you lose that, you don't have a business anymore. So you have to have marginal gains, like incremental gains. Slow progress is better than no progress. That's what I always say to myself. Mm-hmm. Love it, love it. So we got... Um... Ivan Kamelu, he said, you mentioned you decided not to go into law school after your undergrad. What led you to the point? What, what led you to that point? And how did you deal with your feelings of doubt or external pressure? Family. Um, well, well my, my decision was kind of a no-brainer. I didn't want to do law too much in the first place. You know what I mean? It wasn't something that I was, like, highly invested in or motivated by. But also, I didn't see myself achieving my full potential in there not not even just like on a um personal level but just in an industry level i didn't see myself excelling in the law environment i didn't like the way it was structured right there was restrictions there were things you have to do i just thought i've invested so much getting to this point i don't want to invest any more of me personally being in this when i knew that i didn't have i didn't have the commitment to push it to the highest level um when it came to dealing with family pressure i mean I, just, I don't know there's no solution like it was just it was tough you know what i mean i think i had supportive you know my wife now now she was my girl at the time my sisters were supporting me but you know my parents were very much my mom in particular was very much what are you doing with your life this can't happen you know and this was like every single day it wasn't like a one-off it was like a constant like battle but i think with me um i realized a lot of people convince their parents they want to do something but then their parents don't see them working on it. You kind of get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They don't yeah. see them committed to it. And it's like, if you want your parents to, be, like the pe- reason parents believe you going to school will help you because they see you going every single day. They Committed. see you working to, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I have a lot of friends who are self-employed and sometimes because they're at home all the time, the parents say, what are you doing with your life? But you know what I mean? But, you, but if they see that commitment and like, this is what I'm doing, this is what I'm growing, look at this, you know, take them along the process gradually and that was with with my pressure it gradually started to shift where it was like okay i get it you know what i mean because i was working hard you know i wasn't coming i wasn't going out and partying with my friends you know i was working all, all day on my stuff 
I'd go to work, come back, maybe go and perform some in the evening, be tired, wake up in the morning, work on my stuff, you know what I mean, shoot videos, you know, and my yeah. mom was seeing these videos on, online. She's like, this is what this guy's doing in his room all day. You know what I mean? Right. So I was I was very much focused on, on, on what I was doing. So that helped alleviate that pressure to the point where it was like, okay, I get it. And then once you're successful, then, you know, I mean, the rest, no one. Then they like, understand, yeah. Yeah, no yeah. one's going to bother you no more. <laughs> so your family understands now, for sure. Yeah, I mean, we went to see the Queen. We went to um, the Royal went the other day, and my mom was just like, she was in tears. She was like, I didn't think I'd ever be somewhere like you. You know what I mean? Uh, like the royal family came. She goes, like, I'm not gonna lie. This is the happiest I've been. Like to get to somewhere like this, you know? So it was like, yeah. That's beautiful, man. Yeah. Anyone else got some questions before we lock up? Any any last words of wisdom, bro? Before uh, tapping out. Before t any wisdom. Um. <laughs> Her last words, bro. I don't want to put you. You've been speaking wisdom the whole combo, so. Yeah, I don't. I don't have it. Well, you got any last words, bro? You, 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 I feel like I've been speaking. You got some knowledge to impart as well, bro. Oh no, give I them, just give them some last words, man. No, I just, I just appreciate you, bro, and uh, your whole, your whole journey too. Just inspired me, man, to do what I'm doing today. You know, so. You're uh, doing yeah, you're doing sick, man. I've loved your team for the longest, man. Uh, What's the next step for you guys? Man, uh, we had we had a, a few steps, you know, but because of this whole Corona, um, you know, oh. we, we're trying to bring the whole experience that we're giving online to people in, in real life, you know, because what I, we're realizing, we did a lot of pop ups last year and yeah. city locally. And every time someone came to our booth, like we were going into these uh, trade shows and whatnot with other brands. And it yeah. almost seemed like people were not coming for the clothes, but they're coming for the conversation. For the message, so, yeah. For the message, the conversation. And that's kind of what the light bulb kind of hit, started to think a bit differently, the approach of what we're doing. Because I have a big passion for clothing, but I yeah. always tell my story with it. So we just wanted to, you know, bring different experiences, uh, you know, stay away a bit from the, the approach of just pop-ups and, you know, more of, a, you know, class discussions in real life, having discussions with people. Uh, doing uh, you know workshops and getting yeah, professionals to to come in and give a class, uh, you know. So where are you guys gonna do it? Like just different v venues and stuff. Yeah, exactly. We're we're bro. We're supposed to go to Atlanta, to New York, and like different things like that. But you know, we're we're gonna adapt and we're gonna get through it. Everyone had you know some opportunities that yeah. got crushed. So you know, everyone's in the same boat. So I kind of just see it with a, a bigger lens, and it will yeah. happen when it happens. You know, real but, talk. Uh, yeah, man, just continuing to, you know, share, share a message, share a light and try to inspire people through doing things like this, you know, uh, conversations with 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 people that inspire us and, uh, you know, education, you know, uh, lifelong learning, all that, bro. So, yeah, Dope, that's kind man. of the message, man. Yeah. So that's that's what's up right now. Uh, Dope, how do you man. prevent burnout and how do you deal with the pressure of always producing? That's a good question. Well, that's a very good question. Um. Yeah, I mean, I, I get, I get, I get burnt out, but I just work through it. Like, like you get what I'm saying. Like, I never really, <laughs> I just never really stop. You know, for me, like the idea of writer's block and burnout, all that stuff, I kind of removed it from my mindset. You get what I'm saying? It's kind of like when I have writer's block, I just keep on writing, and it, and it's rubbish, it's bullshit. But like, mm -hmm. I, 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 I just like, I don't have like, I, yeah, I don't feel this. I, I feel this pressure to produce, but I don't feel this pressure to put everything out there. Do you get what I'm saying? Right. So I'm making all the time. Like I'm I'm in that mindset whereby I know that I'm not always making a high quality content. So when mm -hmm. I hit that writer's block or burnout point, 
I just write through it. But mm. but an actual that's my personal thing, but an actual tangible thing for people to do, which I ha- I do do as well, is have multiple like extensions of your craft. So if I'm just a writer and I'm writing poems all the time and I'm tired of writing poems or spoken word, maybe I could write like a blog or something, or maybe I could write like a novel, you know what I mean? Have mm-hmm. things that I, I always say, don't deviate too far from your craft, but have different extensions of it, you know what I mean? So sometimes mm-hmm. I, I would have like, I would, I draw sometimes, you know, and sometimes I draw out phrases, like I'll draw, I'll draw things that I'm trying to say, do you get what I'm saying? Right. So, I've always, so as I always have different ways that I'm expressing the creativity, do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, so, exercise so, so, your mind, yeah. Yeah, so, it's, so I may be burnt out in one area, but I still keep the other, you know what I mean? It's like sometimes you go to the gym and it's like your, your chest is hurting so you can't push the bench, but you do push-ups instead. You know what That's I mean? It. Or maybe you might work legs that day. So I'm always right. in the gym in some capacity. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's that's how I do it. But at the same time, if you generally need to rest as well, I, I have no shame in resting. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, have, I have the most kind of like, uh, in terms of I'm always working, but I have the most kind of like creative, like past, like say when I've got lots of comics that I can read, you know what I mean? I've got lots of fantasy novels that I read, all that kind of stuff. So I have no way in kind of being like, you know what? I just want to read today. Do you get what I'm saying? Right. So, yeah. so burnout is never like, I'm, when I'm reading, I'm still learning. Do you get what I'm saying? That's it, yeah. There's so, always so those that's... extra things that you could do to kind of, you know, come yeah. back after, you know? Like the gym yeah. is a good, a good example too, kind of release that energy and that exercise. And uh, walks. I like walking too, bro. Like mindful bro, walking, meditation. Bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Walk, sometimes I just, actually, actually, yeah, I tell a lie because sometimes I go for a long walk, bro. I wake up in the bro. morning, I go for a long walk. And That's they just the clear my head, man. Just, but, mm. but I think I think people should remove words like like burnout and writer's block because they they rest- the moment you you um empower them, they restrict you. Do you get what I'm saying? The moment you allow them to take hold, you're like, oh shit, I got writer's block now. So it's like, like then it, it magnifies it magnifies itself. So mm-hmm. it's like if if it's not happening today, it's not happening today. Cool, but I'm just not writer's block. You know what I mean? Right. Just keep on going through it. Everything's gonna be whack, but something good will come eventually. Mm. That's yeah, bars right there, bro. That's some bars. She said, "What is your favorite poem that you have ever written?" Oh, R.I.P. Poem I wrote called R.I.P. I think it's definitely one of my favorite. Mm. Oh, T.U.L. Monique, what's up? Um, definitely one of my favorite um pieces ever, man. I think it's super slept on, but yeah, R.I.P. That's one of the favorite I've written. And another one called "Love Letter to an Angel." Mm. Are they up online? Yeah, both of them. Yeah, both of them. Yeah? But those are ones okay. that you brought there before, like everything. But those are like my personal favorites, man. Okay. And then we got, how have you overcome you your biggest low professionality? You That's your sister. Not well. She's my 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 spirit. My sister in spirit, right. like, yeah, not my yeah, actual. Yeah, for sure. For sure. For sure. How have you overcome your biggest low professionality? How do you come back from a big hit professionally? Oh man, I feel like. I feel like that question is still waiting to be answered. You know what I mean? Because I was supposed to. Do, I mean, I mean, the quarantine is up now, so I can't say too much. But okay, so what it was is I, I, um, I was supposed to do a show in Brixton that ended up getting cancelled. That would be a big thing. But and that took me to a, a very like low place. But what I realised is that, and how I overcome it was, I realised that I put my success in other people's hands. You kind of get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I put my success. So after that, my mindset was like. How do I stop myself being at someone else's discretion again? So my thing was like ownership, you know what I mean? So every 
my money or my time, my energy went, how do I find and make ownership? Do you get what I'm saying? Jay-Z level. Yeah. Bro, and that was it, you know what I mean? And I wish without this quarantine now, I could have showed everybody like, yeah, this is where we are right now. But, you know, everything happens in due time. And when, when I do see that, when I, when I am able to like work and, let, and, and go into the next phase of uh, what I'm working on, I really hope people can see and be like, this is the story of like how you take, how you overcome things, you know what I mean? Man, that's beautiful, bro. That's beautiful. Man, I think we'll, we'll end it off here, bro. Really cool. appreciate you taking the time. Bro, pleasure's all mine, G. Yeah, really appreciate it, man. And uh, wish you all the best on your journey. Continue, man. We'll, we'll Likewise, be in touch. Bro. We'll, Defo, uh, man. I'll have to send you some new gear for sure. You have the... Uh, Please do, bro. Yeah, you have the OGT, bro. Yeah, old school, old school. Yeah, I got that one. <laughs> yeah, let me know your size, bro. We'll, we'll hook that up for sure, man. And uh, right, cool, we'll cross paths soon, man. Yeah, all the best. Defo, Stay healthy. Bro. Stay safe. Bless you too as well, G. Yeah. Bless, bro. Peace. Thanks to everyone for tuning in. We hope that you guys enjoyed it. I mean, we're just here stuck at home on our couches recording these class discussions with artists, creatives, and entrepreneurs with the purpose to inspire you guys. So subscribe, share, and, you know, send this to one of your favorite classmates. Stay home, guys. Stay safe. And stay tuned for some more class discussions with the Dean. 94. Much love. Peace. So you want to get a degree. Why? Let me tell you what society will tell you. It increases your chances of getting a job, provides you with an opportunity to be successful. Your life will be a lot less stressful. Education is the key. Now let me tell you what your parents will tell you. Make me proud. It increases your chances of getting a job, provides you with an opportunity to be successful. Your life will be a lot less stressful. Education is the key. Now let's look at the statistics. Steve Jobs, net worth, 7 billion, RIP. Richard Branson, net worth, 4.2 billion. Oprah Winfrey, net worth, 2.7 billion. Mark Zuckerberg, Henry Ford, Steven Spielberg, Bill Gates. Now here comes the coup de grace. Looking at these individuals, what's your conclusion? Neither of them in being successful ever graduated from a higher learning institution. Now some of you will protest like, you know money is only the medium by which one measures worldly success. And some of you will even have the nerve to say, I don't do it for the money. So what are you studying for? To work for a charity? Need more clarity? Let's look at the statistics. Jesus, Muhammad peace be upon him, Socrates, Malcolm X, Mother Teresa, Spielberg, Shakespeare, Beethoven, Jesse Owens, Muhammad Ali, Sean Carter, Michael Jeffrey Jordan, Michael Joseph Jackson, were either of these people unsuccessful or uneducated? All I'm saying is that if there was a family tree, hard work and education would be related, but school would probably be a distant cousin. If education is the key, then school is the lock. Because it rarely ever develops your mind to the point where it can perceive red as green and continue to go when someone else said stop. Because as long as you follow the rules and pass the exams, you're cool. But are you aware that examiners have a checklist? And if your answer is something outside of the box, the automatic response is across. And then they claim that school expands your horizons and your visions. Well, tell that to Malcolm X who dropped out of school and is well-renowned for what he learned in a prison. 
Proverbs 17, 16. It does a fool no good to spend money on education. Why? Because he has no common sense. George Bush, need I say more? Education is about inspiring one's mind, not just filling their head. And take this from me because I'm an educated man myself who only came to this realisation after countless nights in the library with a can of Red Bull keeping me awake till dawn and another can in the morn, falling asleep in between piles of books which probably equated to the same amount I had spent on my rent, memorise equation, facts and dates right down to the letter, half of which I'd never remember and half of which I'd forget straight after the exam and before the start of the next semester, asking anyone if they had notes for the last lecture. I often found myself running to class just so I could find a spot on which I could rest my head and fall asleep without making a scene. Ironic, because that's the only time I ever spent in university chasing my dreams. And then after nights with a dead mind, I then find myself in a queue of half-awake student zombies waiting to hand in an assignment. Maybe that's why they called it a deadline. And then after three years of mental suppression and frustration, my proud mother didn't even turn up to my graduation. Now, I'm not saying that school is evil and there's nothing to gain, but all I'm saying is understand your motives and reassess your aims, because if you want a job working for someone else, then help yourself. But then that would be a contradiction, because you wouldn't really be helping yourself, you'd be helping somebody else. There's a saying which says, if you don't build your dream, someone else will hire you to help build theirs. Redefine how you view education. Understand this true meaning. Education is not just about regurgitating facts from a book on someone else's opinion on a subject to pass an exam. Look at it. Picasso was educated in creating art. Shakespeare was educated in the art of all that was written. Colonel Harlan Sanders was educated in the art of creating Kentucky Fried Chicken. I once saw David Beckham take a free kick. I watched as the side of his Adidas-sponsored boot hit the patent level of the ball at angle which caused it to travel towards the skies as though it was destined for the heavens. And then as it reached the peak of its momentum, as though it changed its mind, it switched directions. I watched as the goalkeeper froze, as though reciting to himself the laws of physics, and as though his brain was negotiating with his eyes that it was indeed witnessing the spectacle of the leather swan that was swooping towards it, and then reacting but only a fraction of a millisecond too late. And before the net of the goal embraced the FIFA-sponsored ball as though it was the prodigal son returning home, and the country that I live in erupted into cheers, I looked at the play and thought, damn. Looking at David Beckham, there's more than one way in this world to be an educated man.